This is Brain Diet, episode 162, Good Foods and Bad Foods. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. The sun is shining. Thank heavens. It is a lifeline for me right now. I talked a couple of episodes ago about how I was having a surgery done. I had the surgery. Things went well. It was all great. I didn't underestimate how much it would affect me. I think I just didn't allow myself to think of the consequences afterward, not even consequences, but just the recovery process, because I knew if I thought about it too much, I would get in my head and it would just mess everything up. So I just knew I needed to have it done. And then whatever would happen afterward would be fine. And it's been fine. It's been great. But man, I am both struggling and amazed at what is possible with medicine and robots and doctors. Pretty wild. All that to say, I cannot exercise for a couple of months. And that's something that's very important to me to exercise. And so because I can't do that, I've had to really just make accommodations and getting sunshine has been very helpful to spend time in the mornings. Granted, I'm just a few days. It's just been a few days since I had the surgery. But it has been very important and very helpful to sit in the sunshine. So the fact that it is out today is a big deal because it's helping me in just that little extra way. Well, it's a big way, but it's a little effort that makes a big difference. And it's going to help me get through the next couple of months where I'm not able to exercise or walk that much or do do what I normally like to do. So anyway. It's a good day and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be recording. I am excited to talk about something that I've spent a lot of time building that I'm really excited to share with you. I have worked with a lot of women with autoimmune conditions. I have interacted with a lot of people in the autoimmune community with a variety of different conditions and diseases. And I wanted to create something that I felt like would be simple and accessible and easy to understand and easy to execute for people with autoimmune conditions who want to utilize nutrition to work in their favor without having it be too complicated. So I created a challenge that's called Eat Better, Feel Better, How to Kickstart Your Autoimmune Nutrition. So this is a challenge that gives you three simple daily tasks to implement for 21 days. And I give you step-by-step breakdowns of how exactly to execute each task with ease. I have provided you a number of different downloads with the product. So there is a calendar to track your progress, a worksheet to track all of your relevant data so that by the end, you'll be able to see how much progress you've made. I have a comprehensive list of food sources for the daily tasks that you can consult and choose what fits your preferences. I have examples of simple and easy meals and food pairings that you can utilize based on these three simple daily tasks. And it's very simple to consume the information and 
the downloads are very straightforward. The videos are very um, brief and short, but to the point. And it is a powerful way to utilize nutrition in your favor without completely overhauling your life. So because I am just launching this challenge for the first time, its original price and the price that it will be is $39. But because I am launching it for the first time, I have a code that if you apply will get you $12 off if you purchase this challenge before April 30th. So on April 30th, the code's going to expire. It will no longer be available for $27 and it will go up to its standard price of $39. So with the code, which I will give to you, you can get it up until April 30th, this whole challenge, all of the documents, all of the videos, all of it delivered to you beautifully via email for $27 up until April 30th. The code that you can use to apply is in all caps, EARLYBIRD12. E-A-R-L-Y-B-I-R-D-1-2. That's the code that lasts till April 30th. And that will get you $12 off this challenge. And you will be able to get it for only $27. I am very proud of this product, of this challenge. And I put in a lot of effort to make it simple and easy to digest and also very effective. Because I am all about making changes that can maximize the effect on your body without having to overhaul your life. And so this challenge is very much catered to that of three simple daily tasks to implement every day for 21 days. They aren't massive and they don't take tons of time, but in terms of your nutrition, your physical health, how you feel, they make a very substantial difference. So I'm going to put the link to this in the show notes. You can go to taylorandmacy.com slash eat better, feel better. And that whole page will give you everything you need to know. I'll put it in the show notes. You can also just find it if you go to my website, taylorandmacy.com. But like I said, you can get $12 off if you purchase this before April 30th, 2023. Early bird 12 is the code and that will bring it down to only $27. So check that out. I'm really excited to share this, to launch this. It's been really fun for me to create and to get some feedback from people on what they need most in their autoimmune health and their weight loss journeys or in their weight maintenance journeys or weight gain journeys for that matter. And this can apply to all of those situations. So please check that out. It is a really awesome, simple challenge that if you're looking to kickstart your autoimmune nutrition, then this will do it for you. So anyway, check that out. Let's get into what we are talking about today. We are talking about the good foods and the bad foods. Now, if you have listened to me for any amount of time, you will know that right out the gate, I'm going to tell you that there aren't necessarily good foods or bad foods because nourishment is different than morality. Nourishment is the literal processes that occur when a food is ingested into a body. Nourishment is just the role that a food plays, the role that the macronutrients, the micronutrients play, the vitamins, the minerals, the things that they do in our body. That's just the role that they play. It's not good or bad. It's just the chemical processes that happen as a result of ingesting certain foods. 
That is what nourishment is. The literal processes that occur when a food is ingested into a body. I don't know that that's the literal definition, but this is the way I'm defining it for the sake of today's episode. Morality, on the other hand, is giving emotional value or status of something simply based on an idea. So whether something is good or bad is subjective based on what we decide to believe with the thoughts that we are thinking. And we often tend to do this with food where we attach morality to it based on an idea and not necessarily based on truth. And not to say we have to get rid of it, but it's just important that we recognize it. That we often have these ideas about food that they are on a spectrum of morality and thus it can inform our decisions in a negative way. What I mean by this, why does it matter if we give morality, if we give a label of good or bad to certain foods? Reason number one is oftentimes if we mentally attribute worth to a food as being bad, negative, wrong, it has the reverse effect that we intend where If there is a food that we are trying to eat less of for whatever reason, and we believe that it is bad, it can increase our desire for it just in the belief that it's wrong. This is kind of like the rebellious child that knowing that something is wrong or forbidden wants it or wants to do it even more simply because of the forbidden nature of it. It creates this compounded desire of like, oh, if I shouldn't be doing this, if this is wrong, then there's something even more desirable about it. And so when we attribute morality to food in this way, if we are trying to avoid a certain food for any reason, then we can increase our desire for it. Have you ever decided I'm going to avoid said food or eat less of said food. And then all of a sudden it becomes all you can think about. Like if you're like, I'm never going to eat sugar again. And you just start thinking about it a little bit more. And maybe this isn't your experience, but maybe you have had this at some point where you're like, oh, I am not going to eat any sugar. And then anytime you go out to a restaurant, anytime you have it brought to your house, you have this thought of like, oh my gosh, that's the sugar that I can't have that oh, that's so bad. Oh, but I really want it. And you start to think about it more and more. And the more that you think about not being able to have it, the more you want it. And the more you want it, the harder it is to resist it. And this all comes from this idea that foods are bad or that we cannot have them as if there is something in the ether that is preventing us from reaching forward and putting a food to our mouth. So if we are creating more emotional energy around food, it can create more difficulty for us in terms of managing our health if there are certain things we want to avoid. In addition to this, believing that a food is good or bad, it creates an emotional charge. You have an emotion associated with something that is neutral and we think that the food is what's causing it. When in reality, it's our thoughts that are causing our feelings about food. Food is just inanimate and doesn't have any power over how we feel emotionally necessarily. But when we believe these things about it, we create a relationship with something that can often be damaging. If you are thinking all of these really extreme positive thoughts or really extreme negative thoughts, 
about certain foods, then we are forming a relationship with it. Imagine if there were someone in your life that you were thinking, oh my gosh, they love me so much. They're so nice to me. Or, oh my gosh, they are so awful and they're going to be so mean to me. And this is going to be so terrible, but I kind of want it anyway, right? That creates a relationship. You are forming a relationship with food. And when you have this emotional charge around food and this developing potentially harmful relationship with food, it can further deepen the damage done to your already existing diet mentality. And what can happen is if you have this really polarizing relationship with certain foods that they're really bad or really good and that you need you are either a good person or a bad person if you eat them, that's where the problem lies. Is if you are making it mean something is wrong with you when you eat certain foods, that creates all sorts of emotional consequences. If you are believing that you by you eating a certain food, it deems you a bad person or a weak person, that feels terrible to believe these things. And it certainly doesn't help us develop our relationship with ourself or with our body. And so this idea of food morality matters because I am in the game of helping you cultivate a strong relationship with your body, a strong relationship with food, and to know how to make food decisions based on strategy and not necessarily on fear or guilt. Food is not good or bad necessarily. Each food just has a role in the body and serves a different purpose. And each food that we choose can add to your life in some way. Here's the way I like to think about it. In my house, I will often have visitors. Some I invite over, some come over on their own, some I invite in, some I ask to come over for different reasons. And this can be things like I have a plumber come over to fix a leaky faucet, or I might have cleaners come over to tidy up for me. I might have people come over who are going to help me fix our ceiling and re-drywall our ceiling. That's not the term, but you know, someone to come over and fix my bathroom ceiling that needs to be fixed. My kids have friends over to come play with. And I love to have my family over to come and laugh with because I love to laugh and my family always makes me laugh. So I love having them over. I bring a lot of toys into my house for my children because it makes them happy. And I have a dog. I love my dog and he's so sweet and I love having him around. Now, some of these things are very helpful in keeping a house running and keeping it tidy, right? If I have people fixing things and repairing things and cleaning things, that's really helpful in creating the overall home that I want. But like my dog, for example, he, he doesn't shed. He's a non-shedding dog, but dogs are, are messy and he goes outside and he gets muddy paws. And so he'll bring mud into our kitchen sometimes. And if, you know, dogs are just messy, right? And so are children and so are children's friends. So there are a lot of people and animals in my, not, not a lot. I just have one animal. Sometimes I think my kids are animals, but they're, I love them. Regardless, they're messy. And when I have messy things in my house, like a dog or my children or their toys or my children's friends, it's actually really deliberate. I enjoy having that. I love my dog. I love my kids. And I love when they have friends over because it adds to my life. 
it makes my life and, and my kid's life and my dog's life, I hope he's happy, it makes their life better. Now, even though I could look at those things and be like, oh my gosh, it makes things just so messy. I don't like having muddy paws in my kitchen. Instead of believing that, I'm like, I love having a dog. He's so sweet and he's so cuddly and he's so soft and wonderful and he is so fun with the kids. It really adds to my life. And this is the way that I like to think about food is if your body is a house, you are just inviting certain things in to serve certain purposes. So there aren't good or bad foods necessarily. It's going to vary based on each person and the body that you want to create and the purposes that you require for your specific body and your specific goals. Nourishment is very different from morality. Nourishment is the job that the food has to come in and do, right? If I have a plumber to come in, the job is to fix the leaky faucet. But sometimes my the job of my kids is to be messy because that makes their life good. And it makes my life good because that's what I want for my kids is to be able to have a space to do that. No job has to be bad if you've decided on purpose that it adds to your life. Even if a food goes into our body and gets stored as fat cells, if we've accumulated a caloric surplus and the food that we eat, if that goes in and gets stored as fat cells, or even if food goes into our body and leads to brain fog tomorrow, it's still just a physiological process. It's not necessarily bad until we believe that it's bad. We can, however, own our choices with how we talk to ourselves. I own the choice that I made to have a dog, even though he's messy. And even though we have to clean up after him in the yard, it's like, I still love that decision because it makes my life better. And I'll give you an example about how I like to think about food and its purpose. I'm always thinking, you know, what, what does my body need and what is going to be a strategic choice for that? Now, the surgery that I just had coming out of anesthesia is rough. I haven't done it in a long, long time. And I don't, I hope I never have to do it again. Regardless, I'm grateful for it, of course. But I came out of it and I was feeling extremely dizzy, very nauseous and nauseated and just gross. If, if you've had anesthesia, it's just a horrible feeling. I hope it's not for you. It was for me this time. Didn't like it. I was feeling very sick and hadn't eaten anything in like 36 hours, right? Because you're supposed to not before surgery and all that. And I was just shaky because I hadn't eaten, feeling all sorts of horrible things. And so the nurse was like, I'm going to get you a Sprite. And in that moment, I took a drink of the Sprite and immediately, like, I felt a little bit better. The nausea dissipated a little bit. I felt a little bit more clear-headed. And I was like, you know what? That is fascinating. Is in this moment, I needed some very quick energy, right? And calories that go into our body are all converted to energy that we use. And some takes a little bit longer for our body to digest and process and others types of foods and calories or um, other type of like macronutrients and things, food sources are much easier to just utilize really quickly to digest and get to where they need to go. And that was what happened in this moment for me is I had a couple swallows of Sprite and I was like, oh, I felt so much better. And I thought that's a really powerful illustration of how anything can be used based on what you need. There are times in my life where I don't drink soda. Most of the time, I, I very rarely drink it. In fact, when's the last time? It's been a long time. But that's just because 
for the purposes personally that I have, the goals that I have, it's just not the greatest choice. But there are a lot of people with a lot of goals and a lot of different situations who would very well benefit from drinking a Sprite because you're unique with what you need and what your body needs. And in that moment, that was exactly what I needed was that Sprite. And so thinking that something is just inherently good or bad misses the opportunity to say, there are probably opportunities for this. And maybe it's not the most ideal opportunity for me to have this right now, but I can recognize that it's not because it's bad. It's just not conducive to a goal that I made up myself. Sometimes we eat physically, strictly, we make these choices for how we want to feel not emotionally, but physically. And there are foods that many of us would benefit from eating less of and foods that we would benefit from eating more of. If we want to feel physically well, to have energy, to have good quality sleep as much as possible, then there are some generic general suggestions that yes, many people would benefit from things like getting enough fiber, getting enough protein, utilizing the micronutrients that are in vegetables and fruits. And so in me sharing this argument that there are no good foods or bad foods, I recognize that there are foods that we benefit physically from eating and habits that we benefit physically from implementing. And sometimes I think we should be making decisions based on that. Most of the time, that's how I make my decisions is how do I want to feel? How can I help myself feel my best, especially as I'm recovering from this surgery? I haven't had much of an appetite. And I mentioned in an episode a couple episodes ago that I'm really working to just eat enough because surgery takes a lot of energy to repair from. And there's so much that your body is doing and it's super awesome. And so I've just been working to eat and it's been difficult, but I'm doing my best, right? And so every choice I'm making is like, okay, how can I feel better? How can I support my body? And sometimes the choices range are on a wide range. And it's not that there are specific foods that you should be eating at all times. It really just depends on your goals and how you feel. But sometimes we benefit emotionally with the way that we relate to food and the way that we relate to our bodies with certain foods. I think sometimes it can be helpful to eat certain foods to practice choosing foods that we actually enjoy and then having our back afterward, having our own back afterward with how we talk to ourselves. That means that when you eat a food that maybe you've previously referred to as bad to afterward, be very aware of how you're talking to yourself and talk to yourself in a way that is encouraging and loving and say things like, man, that was really delicious what I ate. I'm so glad we ate that. I will totally pay the price now if there is a price for what we ate because I love you past self. And that was really delicious. Wasn't that awesome? When we can talk to ourselves in an encouraging way, again, it helps us eliminate some of that polarizing, forbidden nature that we create with how we think about food. If we can just eat foods that we enjoy when we want to and have our back about it, it eliminates a lot of turmoil around dieting, around eating, around our bodies. And one thing that I love about choosing foods that you enjoy for an emotional reason is because it gives us an opportunity to figure out what we love and how to honor that. Oftentimes we use food as a way to escape our lives and we eat foods that we don't even really enjoy. And so my thought is 
there are a lot of foods that might not perfectly align with the physical goals that I have or the, you know, how I want to feel physically, but it helps me get to know myself to figure out what foods I really enjoy that are worth it, that I can sit and be present with and really enjoy and how to get to know myself in this way. This helps me better my relationship with me because I get to know what I love and then I get to honor that. For example, something unrelated to food is my husband and I, we love going to theater productions. I grew up in theater acting and singing and it's something that I just enjoy so much and I don't love seeing movies, at least just not in the last couple of years. I feel like there's just not been a lot of great movies. But regardless, theater, I really, really enjoy. And my husband really enjoys it also. But theater tickets, at least where we live, are a little bit pricey. And then we also have to find childcare, babysitters, and that can be expensive. But I love it. It makes me so happy to go and see a show and to hear music and to be with my husband. And so that's something that over the course of our marriage, my husband and I have really figured out is like we both love going and yeah, it costs a little bit of money, but it's important to both of us. And so it's totally worth it. And so we make the decision to allocate money there, though some might argue it's completely unnecessary. And we are so blessed that we have the ability to put money there towards theater tickets and babysitters and all the things. But for us, it's the way of getting to know, it's a way of getting to know what we love and being deliberate with how we honor that. And that's the way that I like to think about certain food choices is it's me saying, I know we love this food and not because it helps us escape our lives or because I use it as a way to avoid myself, but because it's something that I really genuinely enjoy. And then I am able to utilize it in a way that is loving and kind and aware that's the way that I like to think about the emotional benefit from food is we can develop our relationship with ourselves a little bit and we can learn about ourselves. Overall, most of the food that I eat helps me have energy. It helps me sleep well. It helps me reach my goals in the gym, although I won't be there for a couple of months, but it's fine. Some food I eat just for enjoyment Some food I eat just for fun to try new things because that is something that I enjoy, trying new foods. And some food I eat just because it sounds good and it adds to my life in some positive way. All of it does, whether it's for specific physical goals or whether it's just because I want to try something new or because it's fun. All of that I've decided adds to my life in some positive way. The point of eliminating the morality that we give to foods is to help us make smarter choices rather than fear-based choices. Now, when I say smarter choices, I don't mean choosing those foods that you might typically assume as like the better, more healthy foods. When I say smarter choices, I just mean based on you and your body and what purpose you want it to have in your life. I think it's so much more empowering to make decisions as though we are the creators, creators of our life and the creators of our health, and we get to dictate what food does for us rather than food dictating how we feel about ourselves. I see this all too often where we decide to let something we ate yesterday or last night or this morning, we let that determine how we feel about ourselves, about our capabilities, about our bodies. And it's a horrible feeling to feel like you are just at the mercy of food. 
We lose all of our power when we believe these things. And we do that to ourselves by believing that certain foods are inherently good or bad. Now, I'm an advocate of eating certain foods to feel well, but I'm also an advocate of eating foods to get to know yourself better, to enjoy your life, and to develop a stronger, more kind relationship with yourself. To be able to love yourself and enjoy your life in a way where you aren't beating yourself up afterwards. So as you look at the food in front of you, consider that it is just a series of ingredients, of scientific macronutrient, micronutrient molecules, and that it isn't inherently good or bad, but you have the choice to make the decision on purpose on what you want that food to do in your body. You get to decide what foods do I need to put in my body to create the health that I want, to create the life that I want. And there are some foods that might be a little bit more straightforward and others that add to your life the way that messy dogs and children do. And that's okay because you get to decide. You are the one. No one gets to tell you what you should or should not be eating. A lot of people think that they can. (laughs) And I suppose anyone is allowed to say what they want, but you're the one that gets to decide. You get to decide what you want to create in your body, what you want to create in your health. And by eliminating labels like good and bad, it gives a little bit more clarity. It kind of clears the air a little bit for you to be able to see, oh, instead of these things being an indication of my worth as a person, they're just ingredients that I can decide. Do I want to utilize or not? So consider that very carefully with every bite that you take. Create the life that you want and eat foods accordingly. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.